This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Bespoke Post and by Manscaped. Now, last week at the end of an episode, we briefly touched on why the name Josh was suddenly just popping up in memes all over the internet yeah. and uh, why most of those memes seem to make a reference to some sort of uh, Josh fight. And to quickly recap you on all that, uh, just over a year ago, on April 24th, 2020, when everyone was really starting to feel the boredom and isolation of the early pandemic, mm -hmm. a guy named Josh Swain went on Facebook and messaged every other person that he could find who was also named Josh Swain. Josh Swain wrote, You're probably wondering why I gathered you all here today, to which Josh Swain, a different Josh Swain, replied, Because we all share the same names. And then, of course, Josh Swain said, precisely, April 24th, 2021, 12 noon, meet at these coordinates. We fight. Whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name. You have a year to prepare. Good luck. Uh, now, a screenshot of the conversation, it quickly went viral because that seemed at the time to be the entire point of the conversation. It was very funny. Yeah. yeah. It's just uh, hey, it's a funny thing. Here's all the people with the same name. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, look, memes have a very short Shelf life. So obviously, people would forget about it. But no. No, this year, people have been hyper-focused on certain things, and uh, this is one an of them. encyclopedic photographic memory of memes. Yeah. Um, as uh, April 24th, 2021 approached, those who remembered, they made sure to remind everyone that the Josh fight announced the year before was soon approaching, and that everyone should prepare and get ready for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're Josh, it's time. And it's also like the internet kind of like, you know, rallied up the local area near Lincoln, Nebraska, to be like, you guys are hosting this. You yeah, should prepare for uh, it. You you should be aware that check there and is see a, who owns the land there. Uh, well, yeah, that that, that we'll did get to become it. an issue. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, could this meme really cross over into reality? Were any of these Josh Swains really going to travel to those GPS coordinates in the middle of Nebraska to fight over who gets to keep their name? I mean, we were pretty skeptical. Here's what we predicted last week. Whether anyone actually shows up to this random field somewhere off of Interstate 80 in Nebraska is anyone's guess, but you'd have to assume that no one actually named Josh Swain will be there, and it'll most likely be a few local Redditors coming together for a meme, if anything. This is basically like the Raid Area 51 event, except even less viral, and would have to con just consist of a bunch of people with the same name booking flights across the country in order to fight each other for there to be any point to this at all. No one's going and taking their first post-COVID vacation to fucking Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, look, folks, this rarely happens, but when <laughs> it does, we do have to be straight up with you. It, it would appear that in this instance, we were dead wrong. And I'm happy to be wrong yeah. this time. Yeah. Although in our defense, the Josh fight that ended up happening was quite different than the Josh fight that Josh Swain proposed a year ago. Sure, but look, this is a success no matter which way you slice it. I'm just he, saying, we we were like, oh, that's not going to happen. But we were responding to the initially proposed Josh fight, not what ended up happening. Oh, listen, no, we weren't completely wrong. I'm taking the L on this one. I'm so happy that I'm the NFL really wrong. Case L. Okay, sure. Uh, memes do evolve, and this meme was no exception. What started as a battle for the name Josh Swain gradually became a battle between all Joshes, no matter their last name. Uh, in an interview with Know Your Meme a few days before the event, uh, Josh Swain was asked about the rules of the Josh fight and said, What I have in mind right now is that currently I am the only first name Josh, last name Swain, that I know of that will be attending the event. So that's not a very exciting event. I want to make sure people have a good time, make it worth their while since they've come out. 
if another Josh Swain shows up, well, probably just have a rock, paper, scissors game or something like that. And and that'll decide who the ultimate Josh Swain. Okay. And uh, asked if he meant, if that meant that there wouldn't be any, like, physical fight at the event, Josh Swain said, there will be no physical fighting at the event. Somebody actually messaged me and was like, hey, I'm from a local university and I could bring boxing gloves and we could do shadow boxing. I was like, no, 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 that's not happening. That is not going to be occurring. There is no physical violence at this event. This meme has kind of evolved to where it's not really just the Josh Swain fight. It's also any Josh. And so we've decided to add a secondary battle afterward, which is a pool noodle fight. So everybody's going to bring a pool noodle. It's going to be essentially like fencing on a large scale, pretty much the honor system. I think we will have a few referees there to make some calls, but it's for honor. So I think people should be able to own up to that. We'll see. I like that they decided to go with uh, pool noodles specifically because we... uh, I, I'm sure they've happened elsewhere, but locally, uh, LA has done a few pillow fights in public oh, gets, over the years. Uh, people, uh, people put rocks in that shit. It, not, gets... it doesn't even have to be rocks. Getting hit in the face with a pillow full fucking force yeah. does not feel good. No, you can do some damage with a pillow. Yeah, so the pool noodles... Especially if you use our code and go to purple mattress stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting hit with a purple pillow. I mean, but yeah, the newfangled, uh, all of these... These new pillows these days, that's, heavy. they have some mass. Yeah, so pool noodles are actually great. And there yeah. was a lot of customization that I saw in the pictures of yeah. the pool noodles to make them look cool. So this is a thumbs up again from me. I, yeah. I'm in full support of this This is going, thing. like, like you look it's back... It's the meme ball of fame. I mean, you look back at, like, Storm Area 51 and all the fucking drama that, like, went into that whole thing leading oh, up to it. Oh, and then people like, trying to, like, profit off of it. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, that... Area 51 was such a great example of, like, a good, pure idea and how it, in this capitalistic, individualistic society, mm-hmm. gets corrupted so quickly. Yeah. So, like, with this one, like, this is basically this year's Storm Area 51, although on a much smaller scale, I'd say. So, a lot of people were worried, like, oh, I'll, I, the turnout was, the turnout was pretty good. But, it was, but it was nowhere near yeah, Storm it, Area 51. Yeah, they weren't trying to do a concert at the last yeah. minute and all this shit. Yeah. Plus, it's in an area where no one's going to die because of the <laughs> elements. Yeah, it's just a, <laughs> It's yeah. just a park. Yeah. Um, now, there were other changes as well in the lead up to the big Josh fight. Now, for one thing, Josh Swain said that he has no real intention of actually changing his name if he loses. Um, that's kind of a cop out. I think it's the first thing that I don't like about this. Uh, another thing is that the original GPS coordinates, uh, like we said, uh, for the original location are on some random person's private property. So local organizers put up a crude sign there letting people know that the event had been moved to a local public outdoor space a few miles away. Uh, Josh also made a big push for charity donations, asking people who show, uh, were going to show up to bring non-perishable food items to donate to a local food bank, and also setting up a crowdfunding page asking for donations to pay for the legal fees for the loser Josh Swains to change their names, uh, but with the money actually going to local Nebraska Children's Hospital. So again, this is a very nice thing. It's a nice thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the most one of the most wholesome things that's happened this entire year. Yeah, I mean, and vaccines, been a pretty unwholesome and, and vaccines. Yeah, well, and and you might argue that this Josh fight wouldn't have gone as well as it did if not for uh, vaccination going so well in this country. They made it possible. Yeah. Anyways, contrary to our initial predictions, a whole lot of people, including a whole lot of Joshes, traveled from far and wide to converge on a grassy piece of land in Lincoln, Nebraska, on Saturday. Uh, it's hard to come up with like an exact sort of 
headcount on the number of attendees, but it looks like it's at least a few hundred people. I'd it, say maybe like 300, I maybe more. I was so impressed by this. It looked, I, well, it looks really impressive from the ground. Uh, there was like, I saw a few drone shots where it's like, okay, it's not super crowded, but all the, I mean, it is a lot of people. Look, this is a fun time. Yeah. That's all I got to say. It made me so... Uh, there's a lot of things that when we make predictions on the show or we cover something that's uh, going to happen, you're like, oh, God, I don't want to watch this as it happens because this is going to be a mess. Yeah. This, I, I saw uh, people were sending updates on, like, Discord and tagging us and stuff, and I was just like, this is this makes me happy. Yeah. This is the good chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of all the terrible things in the world, it's, uh, it's nice that, yeah. you know... The internet uh, can come together for a, a little meme, bit of fun. A meme from one of the darkest points of all of our lives has persisted and has become reality and, and done so well, I, without being corrupted. I bet those other Josh Waynes on that thread are really kicking themselves after seeing this turnout. They Probably. didn't show up. There was more than one Josh Wayne, right? Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, cool. So yeah, most people in the crowd were masked up, which was uh, nice to see. Yeah. But it's also, it's pretty clear that so much of the positive vibes of this whole event are because this is the largest gathering a lot of these people have been to in at least a year. Mm -hmm. We had our doubts that anyone would choose Lincoln, Nebraska as their first post-vaccine travel destination, but turns out just having any reason to go anywhere was more than enough for a lot of people. And I think that's nice. Very nice stuff. Uh, Anyways, you're probably wondering how things went down at the fight. Well, there were two fights. Uh, The first of which was the actual Josh Swain fight. Aside from the Josh Swain who came up with the event, just one other Josh Swain showed up to duke it out. So there was multiple, yeah, multiple Josh Swains, which again blew our predictions out of the water. Yeah, uh, it was an intense one-on-one battle of rock, paper, scissors, in which both Josh Swains chose scissors, then paper, then rock, almost like they're connected yeah. in some <laughs> sort of cosmic relation. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> their Josh powers were obviously very clearly evenly matched, as you would expect. Yeah. But on the fourth round, Josh, the organizer, played rock, while Josh, the attendee, played scissors. Smash. All that travel for nothing. Yep. Exactly one year after inviting all the Josh Swains to fight for the name Josh Swain, Josh Swain had secured his place as the true Josh Swain. You love to see it. And next, after that epic duel was the uh, pool noodle fight between all the rest of the Joshes, and there were a lot of them. This is where things could have gone wrong. This is where you could have had some asshole like you get at these pillow fights who just takes things a bit too far. I taped uh, razor blades to my pool noodle. Yeah. Um, And it's not entirely clear what the rules were in this fight. I think it was like just getting hit by another pool noodle means you're out and it's the honor system or whatever. But uh, things seem to have gone off without any issues. And uh, in the end, The one true Josh ended up being a four-year-old boy, Josh Vincent Jr., a.k.a. Little Josh, who was awarded a Burger King crown. Oh, no. And an AEW championship belt. (laughs) That's cool. And uh, lifted above the crowd in uh, celebration. The Burger King crown is uh, having a moment right now online. Are you aware of this? No. All right. I I don't even know if we should get into it now, but the... uh... There's a man who wore a Burger King crown on an an, uh, airplane flight. And I can't remember exactly why he was being approached by the flight attendants. I think it was something mask related. But he just sat there and he just said, I'll I'll say it. And just said the N-word very loud. What? And now people, it's like, there's, it's a huge meme of oh, like wearing no. a Burger King crown and uh, having everyone like look at you like, what is he going to say it? Well, yeah, no, this, this didn't have anything to do with that. Okay, good. Yeah, the, the kid is wholesome. It's just a crown. It's the cheapest crown available. You can now just... say the N-word. <laughs> 
This child ruins is, the whole thing. Well, this child is also like at least half black. Like his dad is definitely a black man. So that I mean, I guess he could. Say <laughs> this but, is what ruins the whole Josh fight. I guess technically he could. Look, I'm sorry. Out. This is wholesome. I shouldn't have even brought yeah, the Burger King crown on, thing. man. <laughs> I, I would have never even heard of that shit. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, little Josh is now the one true Josh. Good, um, good, good. All the memery on the official r slash Josh Swain fight subreddit, where most of this has centered. The memes have now shifted to memes honoring uh, little Josh mm-hmm. and uh, praising him as as their new king. And in 30 years, little Josh is going to sell this picture as an NFT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, NFTs are going to be around in 30 years. Also, it turns out <laughs> little Josh had been, uh, he had gotten treatment at one of the hospitals that ended up receiving uh, donations Very from good. the Josh events. Very so, uh, Another good. layer of wholesomeness to all this. This is such a good thing. It's so wholesome. You almost ruined it with that fucking Burger King shit. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to let I, that so tarnish sorry. any of this. Yeah. So in the end, yeah, a pretty cool event that raised a lot of money and canned food for charity and, and never tried to be anything other than the big dumb meetup that it was intended to be. There's already debate in the Josh community, though, about whether this should be an annual thing. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say no. Yeah. Maybe a, a new last name every year or a new yeah. name yeah. even. Yeah. Like John the Elliots. Uh, that, see, that. The Elliots with one L. is, a, And then if you lose, you have to change your name to Elliot with two I, L's. I've met exactly one person in my entire life who had my name spelled the way I do. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. We were, ben, both of us were just like, what? And you've wanted to fight, I'm sure. Yeah, and I immediately <laughs> broke a beer bottle. This was at a bar. And I was like, get the fuck out. One. Meet put, me at these coordinates. You put the Burger King crown on? I'll <laughs> say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is a debate. Of, uh, of there, should there be a battle of the names every year? Uh, maybe a, a different location even. Uh, who knows? Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Or, or I think they should leave it as just a one-time thing. Because like this is how you get the Area 51 shit. Yeah. You have Josh Part 2, and next year is like... Monster Energy all, Drinks trying to sponsor yeah, it. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. That's when you get all the vendors and the people brands. profit off of Stakeums is telling everyone why it's wrong. God damn it. <laughs> Battle of the Chads, though. That might be good. That <laughs> one would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Of course, uh, we, we were already surprised that the original Josh fight uh, internet meme survived an entire year, so... There's probably a lot of people who would show up next year, but there's no chance Josh Fight 2 will be as wholesome and organic and spontaneous as Josh Fight 2021. They should do a plaque at that park. That's the one thing. Someone showed up with uh, a plaque. It was it was a piece of foam board that they'd written on with a sharpie. But it was just like, let it be known that at this location on on uh, <laughs> and April the statue 24th. should be uh, little Josh with the with the pool noodle. Yeah, they yeah. should. There has to be a commemorative stone or something for this fight at this park. They should do that. I don't even think it's like, it's just this grass area. I think, I mean, it's technically a park. But they should name it Josh Swain Park. Yeah, they should. Or Swain Park. It has a really lame name right now. They should name it Josh Swain Park. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Anyways, regardless of what the future holds for the Josh, the Josh community, uh, this was a much, much, much better kind of modern American event than gender reveal party. Oh, no. Oh, no. A gender reveal? Well, I'm sure that went well. So the concept of gender reveal parties, it's really only about 15 years old. People act like it's this venerated tradition, but it's not. It was like some woman came up with it in a blog in like 2008. This is the one thing you can blame on millennials. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You blame it on fucking women who weren't satisfied with one baby shower. They needed a second event Mm -hmm. and their husbands are just like, oh, fine. Well, okay. But I get to blow something up. I get to blow something up. How's that? (laughs) That's, I mean, that's basically it. Anyway. 
in just that short span of time, like less than 15 years, yeah. gender reveals have evolved from, you know, you, you cut into a piece of cake and if the inside's blue or pink, oh... It evolved from simple shit like that to just causing death and destruction, literally. Multiple times a month. Somewhere along the way, people, men, got it in their head <laughs> that they should use literal bombs to announce the gender of their unborn child. Mm -hmm. And we've seen forest fires, plane crashes, people killed by debris, including close family of the unborn kid whose gender the explosions revealed, which it, is a story they're going to have to hear at some point. It makes it, like, it is insane looking at it uh, as a culmination of what's just happened in the past two years, like as you as you list, the a gender reveal party, the idea of gender reveal parties have caused forest fires, plane crashes, and death by shrapnel. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. It's, uh, real bad, folks. Uh, and for reasons that uh, mainly exist because it's America. Uh, the substance responsible... The totally legal substance. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. The substance responsible for a lot of the more deadly gender reveal incidents is Tannerite, an explosive blend of chemicals that are generally used for target shooting. And typically, users will mix up a little bit of Tannerite and place it on shooting targets in a controlled outdoor shooting environment. And when they hit their target, they get a nice little satisfying explosion. Everybody's happy. Hey. Had a great day down at the range with the boys. No, we weren't drinking. But at some point, Tannerite and its users got the idea for mixing blue or pink powder in with the explosives and then using it as gender reveals because why do you get two parties? All I got to do is sit around and hang out with your friends that I don't know. L at least let me blow something up. Yeah. I mean, on the surface, it's like, yeah, that's fair. As, assuming, this is the problem with, like, the entire gun issue in this country. is yeah. like, yeah, assuming you're not a fucking idiot and you follow all the rules, like, yes, there should never be any problems. It's just, that's too much to ask from your average American gun owner. Yeah, because it's like anything else. It's the same thing with, if you're a dude, it's like the same thing with alcohol, drugs, and explosions. It's like, well, a little bit's cool, but yeah. what if we did a lot more? Yeah, and it's also, it's like, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, if you make the argument that, like, firearms are, are for protection uh, and whatnot, it's like, yeah, sure. But so many of these guys, gun, <laughs> guns are their toys. They're, yeah. they're like, you know, some... some like adult, you buy a sports car. Some people collect uh, cars or Funko Pops. Some people just have a fucking shed full of An guns. Arson. And, like, yeah. that's how they have fun. Yeah. And, like, that's where you get into shit like this. Yeah. Anyways... Again, in a safe, controlled environment with the proper precautions taken, uh, using Tannerite isn't really that dangerous, but you can always count on idiots to take things too far. And in the case of this latest gender reveal gone wrong, taking things too far meant using 80 pounds of Tannerite, which, yeah. for reference, the gender reveal target that Tannerite themselves sell on their website contains one pound <laughs> of explosive powder. So this is 80 times Like bigger. I said, w wouldn't it be a lot cooler if we did a whole lot more? Yeah, that was a cool explosion, but... What if we had 80 times the amount? Yeah. Be pretty cool, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, with 80 pounds of this stuff, I mean, we're talking about a literal bomb yes. capable of doing serious damage. And that's exactly what happened. From the Washington Post. Sarah and Matt Taglieri were enjoying dinner at their home in New Hampshire on Tuesday when a deafening blast knocked pictures off their walls and shook their house's foundation. Their first thought was that there had been an accident at the concrete plant near their home. 
they were partially right. The massive explosion that rocked their Kingston, New Hampshire neighborhood and rattled nearby towns had come from a quarry by the plant, police said, but it had nothing to do with making concrete. Instead, a man detonated about 80 pounds of explosives as part of an elaborate gender reveal party stunt, Kingston Police Chief Donald Briggs Jr. told the Washington Post in an email. No injuries were reported, Briggs Jr. told the New Hampshire Union leader, but the blast frightened neighbors, left nearby homes with cracks on their walls, and appeared to turn the local tap water brown. <sighs> this man's the joke. Which gender is uh, the brown tap water? Mm -hmm. So yeah, the explosion was so huge and so loud that it was felt and heard in multiple neighboring towns miles away. And uh, several local residents are saying that it cracked the foundations of their homes, which is a potentially very expensive problem to have. Yes. Um, it, at the very least, it brings your property value down quite a bit because whoever you try to sell it to next is going to show up and be like, what's that? Hey, if you had a cracked property uh, before, though, it's a great insurance scam. It really is. <laughs> oh, my okay. property's cracked, too. That's, uh, that's from the Tannerite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the guy responsible for the blast, the the dad I assume, has turned himself in. But uh, any charges he's gonna get haven't been announced yet. I yeah, I did it. It's like, well, it's like it's legal, and uh, you know, he had permission to. to I mean, do if it. You, the, look, he went way overboard. But like, at least they did it in a quarry. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure this guy thought he was doing everything by the book and super safe, except for the 80 pounds of explosives. Yeah, that's that's where he went a little overboard. But uh, yeah, like I said in that article, after the blast, uh, people's tap water just in the surrounding areas suddenly started coming out looking brown and disgusting. So there could be, I don't know, damage to the fucking sewage system. He the poisoned pipes. the water supply. He really did. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, in case you're wondering, it's a boy. Oh, so we can expect more of this 30 years down the line. Yep. <laughs> just like my father before me. <laughs> I will poison the town's water supply with an explosion. <laughs> Uh, now, over-the-top gender reveals are really no surprise, though, in this country. Uh, just look at how ridiculous weddings have gotten. That's an important day, but is having your dream wedding really worth going to serious debt like so many couples do these days? Especially when, statistically, a good chunk of those couples are going to be divorced before they're done paying off their wedding. I've known about multiple people who were still paying off their wedding after their divorce. It's silly. It's very silly. Uh, but the wedding industrial complex has convinced everyone that it is totally normal to spend an entire year's salary on a single event lasting just a few hours. And dare I say, not just that bullshit's fault. It's fucking social media. Yep. It's Instagram. It's all Pinterest. that bullshit. Yep. It's uh, keeping up with the... It, I don't even know what keeping up with the Joneses is these days, but it's basically that. It's like, I need my wedding to be the best thing on Instagram. Yep. Yep. Anyways, what if you could have your dream wedding without going into massive debt? You could go down to the local government office and just sign some paperwork. No, I want the dream wedding. I want it to look great on you the You could uh, put a down payment on a house instead of doing a wedding. Nope. <laughs> I want my one special day to be the most special day anyone's ever had. Uh, Raul, recently uh, a couple in South Florida tried a very unorthodox method of cutting the costs. From NBC Miami... Courtney Wilson and Shanita Jones invited family and friends to their dream home and estate for their weekend wedding celebration. The ceremony Saturday, brunch on Sunday. There was just one problem. The couple didn't own the 16,300 square foot mansion and didn't have permission to use it. The suburban Fort Lauderdale estate had everything. A bowling alley, swimming pole with a waterfall, hot tub, tennis courts, a gazebo, and an 800 foot bar. Wilson said it was God's plan that the couple married there. <laughs> But despite what the invitation inferred, the actual owner, Nathan Finkel, never gave them permission to hold the festivities there. 
He was stunned when Wilson showed up Saturday morning to set up and he called police. Quote, I have people trespassing on my property, Finkel told a 911 dispatcher, and they keep harassing me, calling me. They say they're having a wedding here and it's God's message. I don't know what's going on. All I want is for it to stop. And they're sitting at my property right at the gate right now. Two officers told Wilson he would have to leave. He did, and no charges were filed. Quote, I don't want to talk about it, Wilson told the South Florida Sun Sentinel. There's a bunch of Joshes just showed up at my front gate. <laughs> uh, anyways, the bold plan apparently involved the groom showing up to tour the estate as a potential buyer several months back, uh, then later asking if he could host the wedding there. And I mean, at least he asked. Uh, the owner did say no, though, uh, but that wasn't the answer the couple wanted. And obviously it wasn't what God wanted either. So they just went ahead and invited all their guests to this guy's mansion anyway. Uh, it seems like they may have assumed that the property was unoccupied while it was up for sale, uh, but that was not the case. No, it wasn't. It sounds like rather than save a bunch of money, they just ended up wasting a bunch of money because they had various wedding vendors who showed up for a wedding that couldn't actually take place. But you know, what if it had worked? I mean, it was worth a shot. I mean, our, our friend had a uh, beach wedding without the proper permits, and it was just like, everybody go now. Uh, get, get the photos and get the fuck out of here. The lifeguards came over and there was a park ranger that came over and the lifeguards like defended it. They're like, they've been doing this for like 20 minutes. It's all good. I think they're almost done. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like that. Yeah, yeah. They like built this thing really quick, had the beach going. Everyone ran onto the beach. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then afterwards it was just a picnic on the beach. Yeah. So I mean, that could have gone wrong, but it worked out and like, it was great. There was risk. And they spent zero dollars on a wedding yeah. location. Yeah. So, I mean, doing that with someone's house a little bit more risky, but I mean, there are ways to uh, bend the rules and save some money and have a beautiful dream wedding. Yeah, you just gotta gotta assess risk a little better, I think. You do it. Uh, I did it on a golf course where you couldn't see the golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a nice like. Uh, it was above the golf course. Yeah, all you got was like the Blue Ridge Mountains in the background. But <laughs> yeah, it was you, in North you, Georgia. You so walked cheaper the edge, too. Yeah. Like, oh, there's the ninth hole. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, speaking of Florida men, mm -hmm. the subject of this next story isn't actually a Florida man. He's a Nevada man. But he's a huge Disney fan and a regular visitor to Florida's Walt Disney World. Mm. Or at least he was before wokeness started ruining everything. In an op-ed published in the Orlando Sentinel titled, I love Disney World, but wokeness is ruining the experience. Jonathan Van Boskirk, a grown-ass adult, aired out his grievances with the supposedly happiest place on Earth. And uh, we're just going to read this whole damn thing because it's incredible. Yeah, very... Uh... Very whiny for an adult Very man. Very whiny. Mm -hmm. My family and I have been loyal Disney customers for decades. We vacation at Disney World every year. Stop you right there. Go somewhere else, please. He lives closer to Anaheim. Like, well, that, but also just, like, experience something else in the world. Yeah. National we parks. <laughs> Even in America, national yeah. parks. Yeah. Uh, you could save a lot of money by you're, just going to a national you're park. You're pretty close to the Grand Canyon. You could drive there. Yeah. Uh, continues, we take a Disney cruise every year or two. This what? guy, what? What the fuck? Uh, consequently, we spend way too much money in Orlando. Yes. Unfortunately, I am strongly rethinking our commitment to Disney and thus Orlando. <laughs> He's holding Orlando for ransom. <laughs> yes. Uh, the more Disney moves away from the values and vision of Walt Disney, the less Disney World means to me. Bring back anti-Semitism. <laughs> Disney is forgetting that guest immersion is at the core of its business model. When I stand in Galaxy's Edge or Fantasyland, I know I am in a theme park, but through immersion and my willingness to set the real world aside, something magical happens. That spell is broken when the immersive experience is shattered by the real world. And boy, has Disney been breaking the immersion. Go to an escape room. Very there's a lot of things to do. 
Um, get, a, get a fucking Oculus Rift, dude. <laughs> yeah. Immersion. Jesus. And, and also, like, oh, no. Orlando's shaking in its boots because no, this guy's not coming not to Jonathan. Me. Jonathan, come back. Please bring all of your hundreds of dollars that you spend to Orlando. I mean, some people some people's drop thousands, some thousands fucking insane amount of money. But still, shit. it's like, I don't think Orlando's going to be hurting because of this guy. Yeah. Anyway, it continues. Recently, Disney announced that cast members are now permitted to display tattoos, wear inclusive uniforms, and display inclusive haircuts. Disney did all of this in the name of allowing cast members to express themselves. Problem is, I'm not traveling across the country and paying thousands of dollars to watch someone I do not know express themselves. I am there for the immersion and the fantasy, not the reality of a stranger's self-expression. I do not begrudge these people their individuality, and I wish them well in their personal lives. But I do not get to express my individuality at my place of business. What's next? Is Disney going to end the rule barring on-stage cell phone use by cast members as an infringement on self-expression? You know, it really takes me out of the illusion when I walk through the parking lot after Disney's shut down and I see all the cast members sleeping in their cars and eating out of dumpsters. Yeah, they should do something about that. Yeah, also, like, I, I... Look, I, I don't know. I don't want to say the, the the wrong thing here, but I think Disney, like, with the people with tattoos and stuff, is going to be themed with the areas that they're in and stuff. So it's I mean, not... I don't like, even yeah. know. But, like, Disney has historically, like, had very restrictive, like... Yeah. Like, you weren't allowed to grow facial hair as a man, mm-hmm. as a Disney employee, until... It might even still be the rule, but I, I think I heard they were changing that. But, like, yeah, you couldn't have any... Uh, like fake colored hair, even if it was a natural color, mm-hmm. and it's like who the fuck cares? Yeah, like it's uh, it's really not that big of a deal. But uh, he continues more broadly, like many corporations, Disney has been politicizing its business. Full disclosure: I am a Christian and a conservative Republican. Oh my god, I did. Yeah, I was a very big surprise. So the people who run Disney and I do not see eye to eye. Regardless, corporations have always made politically motivated decisions. Usually, it is due to the desire to make a profit, but sometimes it is due to the values of the people in the corporation. Walt Disney used his corporation to express his patriotism during World War II and his pro-capitalism beliefs afterwards. Uh, by what union busting? <laughs> like he did. He was uh, historically yeah. terrible to his animators and other people. Right. That's capitalism, baby. Yeah, and, uh, and we love it, don't we? <laughs> the difference today is that the people who run Disney use social media to scream to the whole world that a decision has been made for political reasons. Disney is in the process of taking the woke scalpel to the Jungle Cruise. Trader Sam is out because he might offend certain people. Uh, and when you look at him, it's, the, yeah, the, the picture of him holding like the heads and, and stuff like, like that. Yeah, just, like, I mean, like I don't know who I don't know who specifically this would offend, but I could see this being offensive. It's uh, also the ride is for children, it's, and it's a man holding <laughs> seven heads. The whole fucking place is for children. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Trader Sam is out because he might offend certain people. Every grown-up in the room realizes that Trader Sam is not a representation of reality and is meant as a funny and silly caricature. It is no more based in racism than every Disney caricature of an out-of-touch white American dad. The next time I ride Jungle Cruise, I will not be thinking about the gloriously entertaining puns of the skippers. I'll be thinking about Disney's political agenda. That's a mood killer. Disney proclaims that Splash Mountain must change some of its association with Song of the South. Disney owns Splash Mountain, so... It can do what it wants, but if Disney screams at the top of its corporate voice, which is pretty loud, that it is changing it to appease a certain political point of view, now every time I look at the ride, I am thinking about politics. Wait, okay, first of all, they're not just changing, they're they're completely re-theming Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog, which makes perfect sense. They're theming it around an intellectual property that, uh, fucking Song of the South was made in 1945 or some shit, and it's been out of print for 
30 years. Like, no one knows what that even fucking is. They're changing it to an intellectual property that the children visiting Disney World will be familiar with and more interested in. First of all, the movie's fucking great. The villain in it is amazing. The songs are great. But uh, second of all, Princess and the Frog is themed perfectly for that area because it is in a New Orleans-style area where the movie takes place next to the Haunted Mansion and all of the New Orleans-themed restaurants and shit. Yeah, it, it seems like a good fit. Yeah, but, and it's uh, also not 60 years old. I mean, I, I do I do very much like that song, Zippity Doodah. We all but, do. Uh, <laughs> I, when I'm I, miss it. When I saw the headline for this the first time, it was like the day after they announced that they were removing Zippity Doodah from the uh, 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 carousel. And I was like, is this about the carousel? Is oh. he mad about the carousel? I'm sure he is. Well, oh well. Sorry, Jonathan. Uh, He continues, the same with Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney has made significant changes to Pirates of the Caribbean over the years. Whether Disney caved to political pressure or really thought the alterations were necessary is irrelevant. Pirates used to be one of my favorite attractions. My family would always ride it first on our first day at Magic Kingdom. Now we do not even ride it every trip. When my family rides Pirates now, Each of the change scenes takes us out of the illusion because they remind us of reality and the politics that forced the changes. Now, hold on. The the changes, the the biggest changes to this fucking ride over the last, like, and it's it's been over the last, like, 15 years. They took out the real human skeletons. (laughs) They made it less rapey. Like, that's literally all. They took out the whore auction. Yeah, there was, like, a whore auction. There was pirates chasing, like, women who were running and screaming from them. And it's like, yeah, no, this is pretty rapey. Like... I see that, and I think, what's that pirate going to do to that woman who he's chasing, who clearly doesn't want him to be doing that? Uh, I mean, they are pirates, but again, this is a ride for children. It's supposed to be fun. So, they, yeah, they, they removed that. They changed it. They also added Jack Sparrow, but oh, I don't think boo. he's mad about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, my family. We, we go in there, and without that fucking whore auction, I just, uh, you know, my kids miss the whores. I'd like to speak to a cast member. Uh, <laughs> there's clearly something missing from that ride. And I just Ugh. can't stop thinking about it. Instead of just sit there and enjoy it with my family, who this guy seems old enough that his kids aren't kids. They like he these are adult children, I'm assuming. I don't know. I this guy he the the one picture of him, he's like one of those dudes that looks like he could either be like thirty-five or, or 30. like seventy. Like he's got that like can't look like can't grow facial hair on the face. I'm not trying to make fun of the way someone looks, but it is funny. That specifically, they chose a photo where his eye is going that way, and he's like, me and Disney don't see eye to eye. I just thought that was funny. and I I assume this is the photo he sent to be included with the Me and Disney don't see eye to eye. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway, it continues. Disney World is going to lose us as customers if it continues down this path. Bye. I do not want to have Disney World taken away from us because Disney cares more about politics than happy guests. This should matter to the people of Orlando because if Disney drives away customers like me, Orlando loses money. I can take my tourist dollars elsewhere. I would rather keep spending them in Orlando, but people like me feel more and more excluded by Disney's decisions. God, you fucking baby. The parks are less fun because immersion and thus the joy is taking a backseat to politics. Disney, please return to the values and vision of Walt. The customer experience should be the core of your business model. Immersion should not be sacrificed on the altar of political correctness and appeasing the Twitter mob. <sighs> the fucking amount of self-importance is fucking, like, publishing a newspaper editorial. Like, you guys, I spend uh, I spend several hundred dollars every time I come here. And or if I leave, the, the economy of the city of Orlando will collapse. It's like... Bring uh, back the whores. 
<laughs> it's, it's like when they took away Tower of Terror here in uh, Anaheim, and it's like, oh, man, that sucks. I really like that ride. And I was like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, well, okay. And then I got off the ride, and I was like, Wait, that was great. That's great, right? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, one of the best. Yeah, this is just... Uh... I mean, this guy sounds like one of those fucking teenagers that, like, gets mad. Like, you know, all the Sonic the Hedgehog's shoes are a different color than they were in the last game. This is bullshit. It's breaking my immersion. Uh, You're a grown man. It's just like, I, I mean, when it comes down to it also, it's just like, look, a lot of these people are just mad that they're old now. And that has very bad emotional effects on people and when times change it makes them even more angry because they want things to remain exactly the same as they lived through yeah. when they were kids into adulthood. This guy wants to make Disneyland great again. And so he's ta- like when you have something to blame it on it becomes easier for them to just point all of their animosity at like it's because they're allowing tattoos and haircuts. Like yeah. it's just like this is what's ruining things and like removing the whore auction at Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, what kind of world are we living in when Disney can't have a whore auction on one of its rides? And it's just like, look, dude, I, I get it. Getting old sucks. But, like, just <laughs> fucking, like, d- d- like you can go do so- anything else. It's fine. No yeah. one cares. Leave. He can. He's, and he's like, he's like, I'll do it. I'll go, I'll go do something else. I'm like, you should. Do it. You should. You're getting older in your years. You should go see Yellowstone and Yosemite and the Grand You should go other places on vacation. Yeah. Like, I think that's a good idea, actually. Uh-huh. A lot of those rural towns, they're going to align more with your way of life. It's just like, oh, we, we're going to the Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean less and less. It's like, yeah, because you're, pro- you're bored. You've seen this shit so many times. Mm-hmm. You're you Inside, deep down, you want to do something else. Which is insane, too, because like you said, this guy lives closer to Southern California. And Walt Disney World wasn't... Walt Disney wasn't even alive for the opening of Walt Disney that's, World. Yeah, that's... <laughs> what would he want? I don't know. He He'd go to Anaheim. dead, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so this dude, he got predictably uh, just dunked on uh, across social media. He he was the main character. He put himself out there yeah. with a target on his face, and people obliged him. And yet, he should have expected that kind of response when he chose to whine about a children's theme park in a major newspaper instead of just, like, going on fucking Reddit or on Twitter. He, he made, like... He put his fucking face and a, a fucking treatise about his Disneyland opinions in a major newspaper. And the funniest part about all this is that you know he's going back there. Of course he is. Many times. These kinds of people don't know how to boycott things. No, he'll be back and he'll just complain about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, And yeah, also, in a new twist on the milkshake duck formula, I mean, this guy who everyone already disliked uh, became even more unlikable as further information about him came out because turns out Jonathan Van Boskirk is, he's an assistant district attorney in Las Vegas who like, Previously made the news back in 2018 for uh, button heads with the ACLU over uh, whether to execute a death row inmate with an untested, potentially dangerous drug cocktail. I miss the <laughs> old days when we could just cram people through with just untested cocktails of yeah. stuff that was assuredly going the to kill The woke them. mob doesn't want me to just inject fucking Chinese research chemicals into my death row inmates. I, when my dad used They're to take to me to public executions, over. we used to see them shoot a guy. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, this fucking man-baby who can't handle Pirates of the Caribbean being less rapey is one of the people in charge of putting people to death in the Las Vegas justice system. Mm -hmm. But hey, let's not get political, guys. I hear that. It just makes me think of politics. 
Anyways, before we get into headlines, uh, this episode is, of course, sponsored by Bespoke Post. This spring, as you get back outdoors to explore, take Bespoke Post on all your adventures with a new lineup of essential Box of Awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. Whether you're out taming the wilderness or taking your home bar to pro-level heights, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Like uh, the Deploy Kit, an everyday carry kit with just about every tool that you might need while out in the world. Or the Explorer Kit, which comes with a backpack, a canteen, a headlamp, and some really good trail mix. To get started and help Bespoke Post pick out the right Box of Awesome for you, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD for 20% off your first box. And this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Hey, you. Got bush? You miss me yet? Uh, you definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from Manscaped. And uh, after using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a ball sack beauty contest. They always have the best copy. Uh, lucky for you, they, they have uh, an exclusive 20% off discount when you use our link, manscaped.com slash weirdnews. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out that grooming routine. This is the best trimmer for trimming your hedges. Buzz, buzz. It features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands tall. The mighty redwood. <laughs> Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant, making sure your balls are smelling majestic before your uh, Tinder date. You'll also find the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, a spray-on testy toner that's designed to make your balls smell irresistible. And be sure to add their refined cologne to your arsenal. With a perfect package or performance package purchase, you get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, worth $39, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers. To get 20% off plus free shipping, go to our link, manscaped.com slash weirdnews. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash weirdnews. Again, that is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash weirdnews. It is 2021, and if you still got bush, change it with Manscaped. All right, now for the headlines, starting with... Italian hospital employee accused of skipping work for 15 years. That's well, some George Costanza shit. Wasn't a doctor, right? No, he was some sort Good. of then, yes. social servant or civil servant. And um, yeah, I don't know exactly how he did it. It sounds like for the first, for at least the first period of it, uh, he was butting heads with his boss over it. But once that person, once someone else took over that job, no like, one knew... Where this knew, even knew about it. He was just a line item on the budget. So he was uh, good to go for 15 years until yeah. it all came crashing down. What is, what's, what's the result? Is there like uh, some kind of... Uh, they say he owes the government about half a million dollars. In, uh, He's not going to pay that. <laughs> what, I, I spent it all. What you... Skip out on that. <laughs> I went to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you see they took the whore auction out? <laughs> they took away the whore auction. Uh, fucking bullshit. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if, it, if he was like, oh, you got us, you let him go. It'd be a lot different than like... Here in America, if you accidentally take a bite of ham every once in a while, they just wait for you to eat 
thousands of dollars uh, yeah, worth and send you a bill. I forgot about the fucking ham guy. It's like, oh, a slice of ham per day for 30 years? You owe us a million dollars. Yeah. Bullshit. Andrew Yang accused of Michael Scott levels of cringe and insensitivity at forum with LGBTQ group. I just love that description yeah. from one of the members of this group. He, I saw a little bit of the video for it, and I don't know if I'd say it was Michael Scott levels, but he was very pandery. He's just like, you guys, you gays, I love the gays. You know, I was, I was just talking to my assistant who's, he's gay, by the way. And uh, it's just just, like, he's like trying to fit in. <laughs> yeah, just like, and the, yeah, the comments from the members of this group, it was like the Stonewall Democrats are just like, it would have been cool if he talked about any of the issues that uh, yeah, instead are of trying to be buddy buddy on our platforms. But all he did was talk about how he was like, really wanted to visit like local specific gay bars that are famous and like, you know, he just uh, he just really he's down with the gays and he knows a lot of gays. Does anyone want to come on stage and kiss me? No? No. Men or women? No? Well, I show you how I love comfortable you. <laughs> I am <laughs> yeah. with the gay agenda. Yeah. Uh, is he still he's still running for the mayor of New York? Yeah, I think he's going to get crushed. His uh, th- his run has not gone well. He's, he's well, so focused like, on like weirdly specific issues that no one fucking cares about. He's mm. just like, you know, we've had the Dutch colors in the New York City flag for... Over 300 years, it's time we change those colors to something that the people want. It's like, no one fucking cares about that. Also, yeah, it's the same type of pandering he was doing, like, a couple months ago, where he's like, I'm in a bodega. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> we love our bodegas, don't we, folks? Yeah, there was, there's just so many uh, videos. It'd, it'd be like, it would, the Michael Scott comparison would be like if he's, like, the best pizza and he's at Sabaro. Yeah, he, it's, it's, it, it's more like he's, like, that Will Sasso uh, yeah. character that he does I on New York. We're here in New York. I'm going to go down to a little spot called Sabaro. Starbucks mm. coffee. I love <laughs> Starbucks coffee when I'm in New York. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's, that is what Will Sasso's character would do at an LGBTQ yeah. forum. We like, love the gays. We love the gays. I love and, all, and the gays in New York are the best gays. They're the best ones. Place. I'll kiss a guy right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's going to win. But also, uh, from what I've heard, just the entire slate of mayoral candidates in New York uh, are all pretty terrible. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. With as bad as things are going, they should just do it like they do in uh, the UK, where you get like Lord Buckethead up there and all the other cast of characters. That, so that way, Andrew Yang has to like debate Someone with a boot on their head yeah. or, or whatever. I mean, we're, we're due for uh, the next the next governor election and the next mayor election here are going to be fucking circuses. There's all, a whole bunch of fucking psychos that are going to be running. It's not just New York. Uh, California, with the recall election that uh, could potentially be happening. I don't know if that's actually going to happen because it's just the numbers don't add Yeah, I don't think it, it will. But uh, yeah, there's, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, or what? Sorry, what's her name? Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, we'll be running against Gavin Newsom, apparently. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, just a bunch of... If you weren't around in 2003, I was here, and uh, we had a little recall election because our governor, um, who Gray Davis, mm-hmm. uh, people didn't like him because he, like, raised taxes or some shit. So he got recalled, officially, and there were, like, 50 candidates on the ballot, and that's how we got Arnold Schwarzenegger as our governor. But mm-hmm. in the lead-up to it, it was a fucking circus. The ballot was, like... 10 pages long of just names. Yeah. There was like porn stars. There was just, just every like weird Californian with any aspirations uh, paid the like $500 to get put on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And it might happen again. Yeah. It's very exciting. Uh, moving on. Japanese man arrested after dating 35 women at the same time in bid to get birthday presents. Yeah. you. I mean, if this is an American guy, I'd just be like, I did it so I could fuck 35 women. But this guy, it was all about the birthday presents. He Never getting any gifts. And it, it sounds like it was a real pain in the ass. He gave each of the his 35 girlfriends 
a different birthday of his. So he'd have gifts year round. Oh, well, I mean, that's kind of cool. Birthday. Then you have like a big celebration every couple of days. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. I don't know how he like, do you have a spreadsheet with his fake birthday for each of these women? Like just, I, I couldn't even off the top of my head name like 35 friends of mine that I know in real life. Like, yeah, now that so, Facebook's like, gone, I can't do dating it. Dating 35 women at once sounds really hard. But yeah, he sounds really like a challenge. Those, he really wanted those birthday gifts, I guess. It feels like you could almost work at something else as hard to pay for 35 gifts. You know, it's just not it's not the same as when you don't know what's in the box and they give it to you and it's yours because mm-hmm. they gave it to you. And they're, uh, you're, you've duped them into an emotional yeah, that, attraction to you. That's what really gets yeah. me off. <laughs> yeah. So they're I, giving me this because they really in, enjoy me even though I'm dating 35 or 34 other No, I, have, I haven't fucked any of the women. I, the only way I can get off is when people give me a birthday present on a day that's not my birthday. That's so he doesn't have to lie about it. Are you yeah. sleeping with anyone else? No. No. <laughs> Pull up the lie detector test. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, apparently he's been charged with fraud. Hmm. Cool. See how that goes. Next headline. Woman charged with felony embezzlement for not returning Sabrina the Teenage Witch VHS 21 years ago. Who is who is pursuing this? Uh, no one. The, so this lady, she says she didn't even rent it. She says she was like living with a boyfriend in the year 2000. And she thinks one of his kids used her account at the local VHS rental place to rent the tape and not return it. So she had no idea about it. The, the, the rental place issued like uh, collections or I don't know. They filed a fucking warrant. Uh, they, they filed charges. Um, and then they, w- of course, went out of business like every other video rental place did. But the charges are still out there. And she's just like, yeah, I've been laid off from a lot of jobs over the past 20 years, really unexpectedly, out of nowhere. And it was probably because my employers uh, got some fucking automated alert about me having a felony warrant out for my arrest. So that explains a lot of shit. So what's going on? Is she, is she like screwed? I'm sure no. they're going to drop the charge. Yeah, no, they are. They already did. Okay, good. But it's just like, she's just like, this explains a lot. The, she should get some kind of financial fucking award for From this. who? I don't know. The, the makers of Sabrina the Teenage Witch as a gift. Melissa Joan Hart. Pay, Call up Melissa Joan Hart. Give this woman your money. Yeah. Uh, Bowler fills ball with father's ashes. Bowl's perfect game. This Good is the kind of shit we were talking about last week with yeah. uh, the creative funeral stuff. Um, this sounds like this dad. He was a avid bowler, mm-hmm. as was, as is his son. And he's like, you know what? Instead of putting me in the ground, put me in, the in a bowling ball. And he did. He bowled a perfect game. 300. You Very came difficult. from my balls, and I'd like to go into yours. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, just throwing throwing dad down that, that lane. Imagine the pressure on the last... Uh, the I last, know. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a lot. I wouldn't be able to handle it. No. Uh, do, we, do, you, do you bring up the DMX thing in here? No. Literally the coolest funeral ever. Like, if you were a six-year-old boy, and they were like, okay... Say you died and you wanted to have mm-hmm. a cool funeral. It is literally the coolest thing I've ever seen. He, his casket was driven through the streets with like, obviously people doing like wheelies on motorcycles and stuff yeah, with yeah. Rough Riders and all that. But he was carted through the streets on the back of a gigantic DMX monster truck, blasting his music. Fuck yeah. It was awesome. That's great. I yeah. wonder if that was in his will or just like, you know, that's what he would want. It, I can say without hesitance that that is exactly what he wanted. For sure. And oh, the monster truck had spinner hubcaps on it. And they oh, were X's. Man. Oh, man. It's great. I'll show you the video after here. Incredible. You'll find it, too. Suspected drunken driver speeds into school mock DUI demonstration, nearly striking students. I didn't... My high school didn't have this, but apparently a lot of high schools... Oh, where you put the goggles on? 
no, this is like this is a thing that I've heard about a lot where they they dedicate a whole day and some like the local police department shows up with a fucking wrecked car. Yeah. And they like they designate students as like you're going to be the passenger and like you're going to yeah, die. We did that. Yeah. And like they like it's this whole fucking role playing thing where they they basically pretend that students are dead. Like they have their parents come down and like have a fake funeral and shit. Well, they didn't go that far with ours, but uh, they did the wrecked car. Because I think at least two kids died in my high school while I was there because of car wrecks. Mm-hmm. And they would like, uh, it was weird, but they, at one point during when I was in high school, they repaved the student parking lot. But they specifically, there was like two or three spots that didn't get repaved because they were the spots of the kids that died. And so they like had like, you know, people spray painted crosses and all kinds of shit all over it. High school is weird. Yeah. Um, but they did, uh, you would have like an instructor with the wheel being able to take care of the, of the car, but they had, uh, and like brakes, so they would stop you if you like messed up too bad. But they took over the whole parking lot and then gave you these glasses that were all like just yeah. weird. And then you had to like try to drive the car 10 feet in a straight line or like walk in a straight line and all this stuff. So they did do that at my school. No, I know my school didn't have any of that. It was a Catholic school. They were way more concerned about premarital sex. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they had the whole thing set up, and they're like, now imagine, if you will, a drunk driver. And then a real drunk driver just, like, almost plowed through the crowd. Did the kids clap? They're like, wow! Well, that guy's a great actor. I can even <laughs> smell the booze on his breath. They really went above and beyond. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, they got it. They got a much more hands-on demonstration. I, I dare I say they will probably learn a lot more than, uh, than people at my school did. Yeah. As far as I know, the kids that got killed, they just got, like, T-boned because they were, or they were driving like idiots. I don't think it was because of booze. Yeah. yeah. Video shows man saving his wife from Bobcat by grabbing and hurling it across lawn. And I, I don't think we can show it, but it's, uh, this man did spring into action. It was, it was a rabid Bobcat. Oof. It's Bobcat with rabies, which is, that sounds pretty fucking serious. Yeah. It, like, jumped on his wife, was clawing at her. And he went and, he was just, he was just getting ready to leave for the, to go to work or whatever. He went and grabbed it, and he held it out, and he threw it, and then it came back, and he was, he was fucking concealed carrying, and he shot it, and uh, yeah, man's a hero. That gun saved a life. It really did. Yeah. I mean, the police would have gotten it eventually, it's, you know, but, but uh, you know, he- There was a, a video a good not thing too long he had ago, that like gun. A, uh, to a lesser extent, it was, a, but it was like a mountain lion attacking some lady's like little dog, and she just goes and starts hitting the mountain lion. I mean, people do things for their kids, or in that case, their dogs. tiny dogs. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what what I would do with the, if a mountain lion got the cat. I'd be like, <sighs> I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna fucking fight that thing. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Come rocket crypto surges 634 percent in a single day in extreme mania market. Yeah, there's a cryptocurrency called Come Rocket, and. You know, you know how the the name of the crypto and the token name can be different. Yeah. This one, the name of the crypto is Cumrocket. The the token name, Cummies, in all caps. Great. Cummies. Does it have a emoji tongue and a couple of water squirts next to it? I hope not. Yeah. But um. But hey, yeah. great investment. I see. I, I well, like... I think this headline was um before the crash. Everything started crashing like a Damn couple you, days Biden. Ago. Yeah, I keep thinking, oh, I should probably buy the dip on some of this shit. But every time I check, it's like worse than before. So I'm like, probably a good thing I didn't buy the dip. But uh, my Roblox stock, though, steady. Yeah. Steady hand. <laughs> and it was. Diamond hand. Nothing. To, I don't, no one was uh, preparing for this. Uh, but uh, And it was higher the days before. But on 420, Roblox stock was $69. So take that, everyone. 
Yeah. I was participating more than anyone else by yeah. just having a Roblox stock. And I've never even played the game. I just know kids like it. It's a consolation prize because uh, it doesn't look like Dogecoin's going to... Doesn't look like Dogecoin's going to hit that 69 oh. cent. Roblox is a $1,000 stock all day. I'm just waiting for that cash cow to come home. Yeah, probably good. good call. <laughs> Uh, stranded sailor allowed to leave abandoned ship after four years. This is a Suez Canal guy. Mm. And this, it, it's so fucked up what happened to this guy. He was, he was like pretty high position on this cargo ship. Um, they showed up at the Suez Canal. One of their fucking licenses or whatever was like outdated. So they couldn't go through. And then the captain and like a bunch of other higher ups left the ship. And didn't come back. And then the owner of the ship was just like, well, we don't know. We're broke. And so this guy, this fucking dude, somehow ended up getting legally designated as the owner of the ship. So he wasn't allowed to leave Egypt or even, like, leave the ship. So he was there for four years. Like, his mom fucking died while he was there. He he was just alone on a ship. Um. And the the Ever Given, their crew is worried about the same thing happening to them because they're going through a similar thing right now. Yeah, they're held hostage. Uh, yeah, them. all of the people who are like responsible for that ship are denying that they actually are. And uh, this apparently this happens a lot with uh, ships. Like when something goes wrong, the owners are just like, no, we don't know who they are. And, and we're not responsible. And we're not responsible. Yeah. That's wow. the problem now. That's crazy. And so the authorities, wherever the ship ends up, is just like, you. <laughs> You gotta stay. You're here. the guy in charge of this. Wow. And you're not leaving until we sort this out. Wow. A newly signed Georgia bill would make daylight savings time permanent, so criminals will have one less hour in the evening to commit their crimes. Officials says. Jesus. Uh, a great example of arriving at the correct conclusion for all the wrong all reasons. the wrong reasons. But yeah, if this is the weird paranoid conservative talking point that gets us permanent daylight savings time, so be it. Yeah. Yes. All the crimes will are committed at night. And the less night we have, the less crime there will be. Sure. Criminals, they're just waiting for that sun to come down. And if we make the day longer, less crimes. Just imagine like, about it. like liberals in Georgia like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, a bunch of states, including ours, approved. Yeah, it just hasn't happened yet. But like fucking the US Congress, they're like, guys, we got so much stuff on our plate. And like Mitch McConnell's like, no, nah, I don't think I will. <laughs> He's not even in charge anymore, but they're yeah. still blaming everything on him. Just give us our fucking daylight saving. This last, this last uh, uh, non-day standard time or whatever was the worst. It was rough. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, please. please. Uh, anyways, that's it for weekly weird news. We are just about in an hour, so we had to get here before an hour. Oh baby, because uh, the way YouTube works, uh, yeah. no one's gonna watch it. It's over an hour. Cut us off, please. Uh, so check out our other videos over here. We completely just spent like twenty minutes talking about Mortal Kombat on News Dump. Uh, so watch that uh, because no one wanted to watch that because it was just us talking about World Combat. So give us a, a yeah. sympathy view. <laughs> and uh, also Tech News Day. We'll see you soon for some more videos. Bye. Bye.